Hello there and welcome to the Bitcoin Takeover podcast. I am Vlad and next to me is MZ and I have known him for longer than a year. He has been listening to the Bitcoin Takeover podcast. He's subscribed and I had the nice surprise when we were at a table, at a dinner table at a conference. He just gave me feedback on the podcast. And at the same time, he does lots of interesting stuff with Electrum servers, with Mempool. He is one of the first people to run his own instance of mempool.space. And right now he also contributes to the project. And he's listed, if you look at the mempool.space project, uh, at the section where they think their sponsors and their contributors. He's a contributor there. You can also find him on GitHub. And today he held a presentation about mempool. I guess... Oh, you mixed me up again. <laughs> Everyone mixes me up with Simon. Simon did a presentation. I just watched. <laughs> okay, I, I messed up. I should you also. The first one, it's interesting. Right? Somebody was talking to me. Oh, you should do the talk. And I said, no, no, I'm not the one who's talking, giving the talk. And just a few minutes ago, Simon t says to me, Oh, somebody looked for MZ and talked to me and thought I'm MZ. So somehow, yeah, the OPSEC works somehow. Or maybe I'm looking at Simon. I don't know. <laughs> it's the hat. It's the hat, yeah. And then maybe it's good. We all we all Simon. <laughs> Simon is the creator of mempool.space yeah. and the brilliant mind with the design to show what's in the mempool in terms of small blocks. So tell me about the project because it seems like it took off very fast and you're involved very early on. And how would you describe it in comparison to other stuff like the Blockstream, Block Explorer or block, blockchain.info and stuff like that? Yeah, so I I was really used to use um, blockchain info because I don't know it was back then was the explorer to use it was just I don't know in my mind if I looked something up I, I know where to look and it was like totally sens sensible and so on but over time it had had some strange errors so there were like wrong data in it at some point and I think then they started to have more advertisements and so on and it was more shitcoiny so I, I wasn't like brought to using it and as I said it had some is issues and then I tried to use blockstream.info but but it's too technical I mean I understand how how it transaction works and I can see it but it's not intuitive for me to use it. I was more used to um, blockchain uh, info and uh, then I I don't know how I discovered it. At some point I saw uh, Mempool Space and thought oh yeah this is like the, the, the perfect middle ground. It's not too technical but technical enough and it's basically what I looked for and what I'm a little bit used, used to. And you have this deta details button, and if you press it, then you get all the data that you somewhere else get. Gets, but if you if you only want to have a glance, you don't need to see that. Or you see this address send something to this address, even if there is not really an address where it's coming from. It's like an out or whatever. So yeah, that's uh, and I love the yeah I I love the love the project and. Um, at some point, with that, oh, we need you to, to run a mempool space uh, instance because of BISC. BISC also uses it. Uh, it has also a BISC uh, feature in it. And uh, at BISC, we, um, uh, like, not one person runs something, 
we have like at least three or four people who are running services. So he said, okay, I'm running the mempool space thing and we need more of that. And and I had a server ready that actually had the, the explorer background, the, the, this explorer thing from a Blockstream already set up, only the front end was missing. And I said, yeah, I'm basically ready. I can just, and it was like a thing of, I don't know, an hour. I, I don't know how long. It just simply, and then mempool space was running on my instance. So it was like, I don't know, it just, it's just uh, magically worked out. And uh, and then I was the, uh, was one of the persons who, who run their own mempool space uh, instance. And uh, I mean, mempool space, many wallets integrated it and like the traffic was increasing. And so at one point Wiz uh, asked me, oh, uh, we need you. <laughs> you sh should help us with it. You, you already have some knowledge about it. And then, uh, as you know, um, Mempool Space is, is its own um, internet provider. So we have like our own router and we, we, we have like our own AS. So it's a proper internet provider. And uh, in my old job, I already did uh, stuff with Cisco's, Cisco routers. So I'm, I'm, I mean, it's like somehow it fits perfectly. So what I can do or help in mempool space uh, and what was needed. Because uh, otherwise only Wiz does the networking stuff and the server stuff. Like, like Simon and the other web developers, they know to run it on their own computer and, and so on, but they're not about how to scale it to more servers or how to do networking that you have like any cars to have like more like you have the US and you have Europe servers and it's like load balancing, like like running running your own cloud basically, and somehow somehow it fits and I love the project. I mean that's that's what that's what I wanted to do in Bitcoin. I wanted to like be uh, like do something that is uh, useful for for Bitcoin and I I think mempool space is uh, super awesome and it's an open source project and that's very important for me. I don't like to work for a company that does closed source stuff so that's like always always open source is the way to go and uh yeah that's <laughs> that's maybe maybe the, the whole story already yeah yeah mempool space is a good reminder that not everything is figured out in the realm of bitcoin as blockchain explorers have existed for a decade or longer people have been using ways to connect to their nodes and get information about transactions and about blocks but it wasn't until mempool space that we had a very good visual representation of what's going on. And it's also super accurate, as you can see an estimation that is going to go in the next block or in two blocks or three blocks. It's visual and usually turns out to be that way. Like it's a lot more precise than the estimation on blockchain or blockstream.info. Okay, I had no idea. I don't know. Do they have any any visualization of the mempool or, or only blocks? I don't know. <laughs> I never looked back actually. I mean, sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes I look something up at uh, blockstream info, uh, not blockstream, uh, blockstream .info, but blockstream info, um, because um, they 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 have like an, a little bit other visualization or like like maybe even a little bit technical i don't know mm -hmm. if i if i have some weird question about some transaction and sometimes it's still useful and there are other explorers out this mind i mean we try to replace everything else or not replace but but 
but you don't know, don't need to go somewhere else. I mean, the, the Lightning Explorer is the same thing. If you want to figure something out about a transaction that has something to do with the Lightning channel, you shouldn't like copy and paste it into some other site and have like, no, it's a button and you stay on Mempoolspace and you get the information. So we want to like, uh, like, show all the information but sure maybe therefore for 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 some things they are like special explorers or special uh, websites that do more there's like for example like a fork monitor if if there are two blocks there there uh, there's other stuff out there that's that's also i mean mempoolspace not 100% replaces everything but we want to be um that you can show and the other other ideas uh, we also want that you can run it your own and you, you, you by yourself can, can check it. It's not you going to some website, our website, and uh, like trusting somebody else about the information. No, you can run the software on your node that you have running at home, and you get all the information. Yeah, yeah. I have it on my Raspi Blitz, and I'm pretty sure that people can install it on Umbrel or run Citadel yeah. or yeah. my node or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the implementations right now. But I think uh, I talked to to the guy from Noddle, and he's also thinking about uh, having more like this App Store-like thing, where you have like different stuff than you. And Mempool Space is for sure something that he wants to add. And uh, yeah, we are all for for that. Yeah. Are you concerned that your friends, neighbors, or KYC exchange might know how much Bitcoin you own? It is time to take your financial privacy seriously with Wasabi Wallet, a free and open source wallet solution which makes use of mega coin joins to mix your coins with those of hundreds of other strangers. Thanks to the groundbreaking Wabi Sabi engine, your coins get divided in smaller untraceable units, which grant you great anonymity for both huddling and spending. Download Wasabi Wallet 2.0 today at wasabiwallet.io and take advantage of the mega coin joins. It's free and it's open source, so don't trust Verify. CryptoSteel are innovators in Bitcoin cold storage. Back in 2013, they launched the CryptoSteel cassette, which made it easy to back up your seed phrase, passphrase, or any other form of private key on the sturdy metal which resists water, fire, and earthquakes. Today, CryptoSteel offers the mother load, an all-in-one box which endows you with everything you need to become financially sovereign. Inside of the mother load, you get a crypto steel capsule and a hardware wallet of your choice. All crypto steel products are engineered and manufactured in Poland. Order your crypto steel metal backup system today on cryptosteel.com and use promo code BTCTKVR at checkout for a 10% discount on your first order. CryptoSteel, secure your wallet seed phrase. Are you a writer, 
photographer, musician, or video creator who is trying to generate some revenue. Bumby is the Bitcoin way to monetize your content. It's more censorship resistant than any other platform of its kind with a low and flat one-time fee of 10%. Bumby is as easy to use as any social media mobile application. Sign up today at Bumby.com and subscribe for free to the Bitcoin Takeover account to get access to some time-exclusive content. If you are monetizing your creativity, why not get paid in Bitcoin for it? Bombi.com, the Bitcoin way to monetize your content. Shopping with your Bitcoin on the internet is easy. Shop&Bit is Europe's biggest Bitcoin store with over 800,000 products ranging from Bitcoin books, toothpaste, mobile phones, computers, and watches. This month, I bought a Nintendo Game & Watch console with the classic Legend of Zelda and it arrived in only 5 working days. And if you can't find what you're looking for, Shopping Bit has got you covered. Their concierge service will get you anything and ship it worldwide. Additionally, they also have a travel hacking service that can get you the best deals on all things travel, flights, hotels, and more, for business and for vacations. Bitcoin Takeover listeners get a nice discount, of course. Use code BTCTKVR on your first order for a one-time 5 euro discount. For more details, go to shopinbit.com. Shop in Bit, Europe's biggest Bitcoin store. Right, so in your previous reply, you foreshadowed a bit of my next question, which was about to be the kinds of explorers that mempool.space provides. You have main chain explorer, you have testnet, you have liquid, you have signet. And recently, I think it was this week, but by the time I published this, it will probably be last month or something. But in September, no, it was in late August, you published also the Lightning Explorer. And that was kind of a big deal. It started a conversation about where most Lightning nodes are hosted, as it also provides that kind of information. So what was the process behind that? Because it's pretty huge and I know there's a lot of work and it's super ambitious as I guess the only two alternatives were one ML. And what's the other one? There's also Emboss spaces. Yeah, Emboss. Maybe there are others, I don't know. But that's, I think, the two main ones. Yeah, sure. So what's, <laughs> what's the real question? It's about how you got to the Lightning implementation, and I guess you worked on that one, right? Um, as, as I said, I'm more the runs. To, I'm running servers or helping running the servers and doing the network and all the development stuff. Mostly, like um, if if I'm right, Simon was coming up, or Simon built like a prototype of it, and then it was like polished for several weeks. 
and uh, they are not not Simon by themselves. So there, there are a few. You can look that up if you go to the info page on Mempool Space, then you see who, who worked on stuff. And and it's an open project on GitHub. So if you want to dive into and see what happened, so so it's not like secret. If you looked at Mempool Space at GitHub, you clearly saw oh they are developing Lightning Explorer, and uh, it went live I think first of September or something. Yeah. Um, and, and Simon did a talk today here and uh, presented the, the new features and was, yeah, was really cool. We, we tried to like um, have something ready to show and not like making an announcement what comes in the future. So that's like also, and uh, it still has like a beta, beta sign, so it's not 100% ready, so there are maybe some glitches or maybe something could be improved or so, but it's at a level that you can use it and it's, it's live and, and you can use it. And for me, the interesting, so I'm not, I'm not a developer, I have no idea <laughs> what they done. I, I just, uh, like what I mainly did was like uh, building a script that automatically installs that on servers and you can, th that's also public, so you can, um, you can do that your, yourself. You can download the script and then have the whole setup. So there, there are basically like two setup types of mempool space. There is the production, what, which we're running, which has, uh, which you re need like at least 80 gigabytes of RAM on a server and like beefy machine and uh, four terabytes SSDs at least. So it's like a beefy setup. It's like for the production system. And then there's another version that's for the Raspberry Pi nodes, like like you said, Umbral, Raspberry Blitz, and so on. Um, and that works slightly other. It's not that fast because yeah, the computer is for sure slower and it has some limitations. But we always try to get most of out of it. For example, it, uh, it seems it, it will not have like historical data about uh, about channels. But our explorer, we have like all imported all the. Um, all the historical data, all the gossip historical stuff is in there and you see the graphs from from the beginning of, of, of the node and stuff. Um, but that's that's that can't run on a Raspberry Pi. So there's like these two versions that we have. But you can run the whole whole production system if you have a I mean I do that for, for BISC uh, on a server, so um, Another question that I really must ask, and I guess it has to do with your invitation for people to run their own instances of mempool. So do you guys use that data that people type in, as in the addresses, the transactions? I guess that's valuable information that can be used by some actors for advertisement or for surveillance or whatever. Does mempool space engage in trading data? Or even if it doesn't, you think that you can protect yourself from that kind of practice by having it run on your Raspberry Pi machine? Oh, that's a really interesting question, yeah. As I said, I'm not deep into the source code, but it's open source, so you can check that yourself. Um, I'm pretty sure there's nothing in it like that, and our philosophy is that we don't want to have advertisements on the site. We want uh, m maybe useful things for, for 
for people, but we don't want to have like, oh, this is some exchange or something else. So we don't want to have advertisements. Basically, like like Google in the in the beginning, <laughs> they don't had advertisements on their start page. I think they still don't have. But if you search something, uh, clearly, I, I mean, that's where the money is coming from from Google. But you don't don't want to have ads, and and we basically only, as far as I know, pretty sure. We only show data that it's public, like blockchain data or the gossip data of, or from the Lightning Network. Um, so we don't collect any any data that you put in. I mean, we have log files running, and we have uh, we have no third third party tracking. So there's not like Google tracking and have visualization. We're running our own track. So we need to have some idea how many people using it. So we we're running our I forgot the name. It's also an open source project where you track how many people are right now visiting the page and so. So we have that. So there is some tracking, but only for us and only that we have an idea. And uh, so no third-party tracking, and um, yeah, that's not our business model. We, we don't want to uh, want to like collect data from from our clients, and we yeah we and uh, I mean at that part you need to trust us. I mean you can't prove it, <laughs> you can't prove that the version that we're running on the servers are actually the version that in GitHub that has something to do with like reducible builds. A little bit, but on websites it's even harder. How how do you know what code is running on the website? It's it's not. I mean, you need to trust us there. But you don't need to trust us if you're running it on your own node. Then you basically can can look. It's not a compiled software. It's like uh, JavaScript. You can you can possibly read everything and figuring out. Okay, no, it's fine. There's now nothing in that tracks or sends the addresses uh, put in somewhere else or something. So uh, at that point, so yeah, you need to host it yourself to be hundred percent sure that nothing is going on. Otherwise, you have to have to trust. I mean, that's that's how the web works basically. There, as far as I know, there's no reproducible builds for websites that uh, that you can prove that. Uh, Code on the server is what the source code on GitHub is. Maybe somebody figure out how that's working. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I guess we have to get used to this mindset that unless we run software on our own hardware that we control, it's not ideal to trust others that they're going to always not use our data. Right yeah. now, I'm not sure. You mentioned business model. I'm not even sure what the business model of Mempool Space is right now how they make money or if they still live on a, donations from yeah. community. You can see on the info page there was community donations. There are a few grants and uh, they are... Otherwise, I can't. I can't tell. I'm. I'm not doing the business stuff. <laughs> I'm the server guy. So <laughs> you have to ask Wiz or, or, or Simon about that. What's the plans? Um, yeah. <laughs> so why should anyone trust your servers that they're honest? I, I, as I said, I don't know. You maybe know the person. You know me. You maybe know this. You know, maybe know Simon or somebody else from the project. And uh, um, on that level, uh, I, I say maybe you have to trust us. Because as I, as I explained, I can never, I mean, I can say whatever. Uh, there's nothing to really prove it. I mean, 
I, I don't know. It's, I think it's just impossible. Even if you come over at our, uh, where we have the servers and you look at the servers from the outside, I mean, how would you tell what's running there? I mean, you're basically even giving you access to a server and you look around, how can you prove that you're actually on the server, not on some virtual, like, like or on, on a server that is specially set up where, where you're looking? I mean, there's like, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's just for websites. It's just impossible to prove that. So sorry. I've asked you, you because about two months ago we met in Mallorca, and I asked you what's your Electrum server because I know you run a bunch, and you told me it's mz dot electrum dot mz dot electrum dot de. Yeah, and uh, I connected. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mixed it up. No, electrum.mz.de. I run everything under mz.de. That's like the thing. So you, you're sure mz.de, the domain, that's me. Uh, I'm also running a DNS seed for Bitcoin Core, also under that domain. And that's like the idea. I can't, I can't sell the domain or something. I have like all my Bitcoin stuff running under that domain. Accidentally, I just started it. That. There was no big plan behind it. But now I run everything, like also the mempool.mzde is, uh, is mzde, so that's like the theme. So that, that you go, if you're going there, you're knowing, oh, it's the guy who's running it, basically. And then, yeah, sure, you need to trust me. That's like the, I'm sorry. It's just prove. that I decided <laughs> at that point that you're more, more trustworthy than getting a random server that may be run by chain analysis, so. Yeah, at least you know, I mean, Yeah, I can tell you a thousand times I'm not selling the data and I don't don't have long, long log files. I have some log files because I need it. If there's like a technical problem, then you need some log files. You can't like disable it to tell. But right now on the Electrum server, for example, but you have to trust me that I'm saying it, right now the, uh, the IP addresses are not locked. So there's a feature that you can set in the Electrum X that it's just access. <laughs> instead of the IP address. So it locks some stuff. Also, it doesn't lock addresses by default. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm just uh, logging the bare minimum, but I need some locks. And uh, like in the past, there was many, many DDoS uh, attacks on my server. That's less like a total other story. Uh, and for that, I needed to lock the IP addresses to figuring out where's the attack coming from and so on. But I stated that also on the, the if you go, if you're using Electrum, then there's like an info page or a text window that you can go to and there's like the server um, banner and I wrote something about that there or you can just contact me and ask but uh, I mean yeah but I'm not selling the data so but you need to trust me I mean the best thing is run your own your own Electrum server and connect your wallet to that then then you're sure that there is nothing locked because you can look at it yeah check yourself But you're running them because you want to provide others the support or the help of... Uh, I mean, why, why do you run them in the first place? You okay, provide why, infrastructure. Why Electromax? Why I'm running it? Um, at some point, I, I ended up using the Electrum wallet, like many years ago. And I wanted to have, exactly because of that, I wanted to have my own server. So, and I was all already doing web hosting and I had my own road, uh, root server and uh, with virtual machines on it. And I thought, yeah, uh, it's already like half paid for from my customers. So I have 
I just can run an Electrum server. And then in the beginning, it wasn't, the blockchain was not so big and the Electrum database stuff was not so big. So it was like, yeah, let it running. And then I, um, and I wanted to run it there because the server was already there. I don't want to have something run at home. So it wasn't, yeah. And, and then I thought, yeah, I, I won't make it public. Why run it only for myself? Somebody else can use it. I, I don't care. Uh, I may be helping. And uh, also then if you use it and, and send a transaction. So in Electrum, if you're sending a transaction, um, then actually the Electrum server like puts the transaction in the mempool or in, in the local server and, and, and announces it. And if you, the only one who uses this on an on a IP address that is fixed, then it's clearly your, your, your transaction. And back then, I think uh, block, blockchain.info put the IP address from the node they first saw the transaction. It's not there anymore because that's maybe sometimes right. <laughs> It's just a guess, <laughs> more or less. So they got rid of that. But um, yeah, yeah, whatever. But um, so the idea was, yeah, many people should use it so that if I do a transaction, then it's one of many and it's not clearly only mine. So it's even like better for me to have more people using the Electrum server, not me by myself. So yeah. <laughs> but it's something different if you, if you run it um, on, your, on your Raspberry Blitz, for example. Uh, that's Tor only, and your announcement from the transaction will be over the Tor network, so you don't have the connection with the IP and so on, so you're safe in, at that point, so you don't need to have other people using your local node. It's just other times back then. There was no, no, there was even no Raspberry Pi. I think that was even later coming out. Or no Raspberry Pi that could run Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, the recent one just barely runs it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, MZ, before we started recording, you told me that you quit your day job to work in Bitcoin. And I know that this is kind of like a popular activity during bull markets, but it becomes <laughs> unsustainable during bear markets. So tell us your story about how you quit and why it's sustainable and you think you can do it for the remaining years without having to go back to what you were doing before that. Before Bitcoin, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. I mean, for for many like like a few years or so, I still, uh, yeah. I think I, I at maybe 2017 it could be at the bull market. I thought, yeah, yeah, I quit my job and I do Bitcoin stuff. I want to do more Bitcoin because my day job was in uh, like IT security stuff, but it was like not it had nothing to do with Bitcoin. So I, I was running the server stuff and so on for myself, self and for others. Uh, to use, but uh, I did nothing spe specially in Bitcoin. So that that that, uh, and I had a feeling like I'm 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 missing out somehow. So uh, I w was around for for the dot com bubble 2000s, where the internet was blowing up and so on. And at that time, I was uh, at university, and I thought, oh, this is important to finish this, and like people asked me about, oh, won't you work in our startup or can, you can code, yeah, you may, maybe can do something. And I said, no, 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 I do this university stuff. And then I finished university, it took a long time, but anyways. <laughs> and then it was somehow over and I thought, oh, you missed out. Like you had, why, why you not did something with the internet stuff? I mean, I run my own email server for a long time. I did 
something, but only on the side. Like I did some some internet projects and stuff, but not full time. So, and somehow it, uh, and and now with, with Bitcoin, I had the same feeling. I thought, oh yeah, I have this good steady job. I like what I do. I have like n nice people that I work with. Everything is perfect. But somehow I'm missing out on the, on the Bitcoin again. Uh, I'm not sure if it's over and I'm missing out, but, but, but uh, not like over. But if, if you are too late to the game, then everything is like already. I mean, if I still had my day job and I had said, oh, no, Mempool Space, I can't help you. Okay, you, you only need a part-time job, but I'm full-time working my normal day job, so I can't do that. And I was missing out. So in hindsight, it, it, it makes sense. But uh, um, that was 2017. And then I think, as you just said, then there was the bear market. And I said, oh, no, no, I'm not quitting. Oh, no, no. It's, uh, like everything was slow. And then, like, I mean, if, if the price of Bitcoin is low, then maybe you don't have like a long runway for your <laughs> Bitcoin experiment. So then I waited again and uh, thought, oh, should I quit? Should I not quit? And then there was like, uh, I think, yeah, it's somehow connected to the price, actually. Yeah. And then the price was, was going uh, higher and there was more Bitcoin activity. And then I thought, yeah, you should do it now. You should quit. And um, As I said, I uh, did stuff in IT security, and I was pretty sure if, if my experiment with Bitcoin is not working, I just go to another company or even back to the same one and do it. But if I'm not doing it right now, then I'm, I will just stuck there and never did something in, uh, really in, bit, in the Bitcoin space. Yeah, and then, I mean, all the virus stuff hit. and in <laughs> it wasn't, So I quit. Um, like my, my last uh, workday was in December um, 2019. So, and then 2020, all the lockdowns begin. Then I was stuck at home. And my plan was like going to every conference and every meetup and figuring out what to do in Bitcoin. And then I was stuck at home. <laughs> and then I attended all the, all the uh, like video chats and uh, online Socratic seminars and uh, virtual reality meetups. I did everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now, uh, now it's 2022 and somehow it worked out. out. I'm, I'm doing, I mean, I'm, I'm, I get paid in Bitcoin. I mean, that's like, the, that's like awesome for me. Yeah, wow, I made it. I get paid in Bitcoin, even if it's only part-time. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's like super awesome to have that. And um, yeah, I don't want to get back to a fiat shop. <laughs> Hopefully I don't need to. <laughs> so what is that point when you're pretty certain that you're going to make it in Bitcoin? Is it when you find the right people and the right project? That's hard to tell. And a friend of me, uh, from, from me, um, he did pretty much the same, just in a, a shorter time frame. I think he was searching for, for a year. I don't want to tell who is uh, and what he's doing because of doxing stuff, but uh, um, he was quit like one year ago and then tried to figure out what to do. So he did some videos about Bitcoin. He thought, so he, he tried to figure out what, what to do. So he quit his day job and then said, okay, now I'm doing it. And finally he found something that is like 100% fitting 
I think he's like 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 recently joined the project and, and loves it and uh, it's like a super match. So yeah, you just have to have to try it. So otherwise, if you, I mean, I was at my fiat job. Uh, normally working and I thought oh yeah I will find something eventually and then I quit the job but that somehow not worked so you need to like really quit the old job and have and figuring out what to do like have the real like pressure maybe or I, I don't know it seems that way so stories like this come come up so if you you're on the brink and you're you you're sure it's not a problem if i quit my job i i have maybe enough money to get over the next few months and uh um and uh if it not works out and i go back to a normal fiat job uh so for me that was the perfect thing to do in hindsight but it was really hard to make the decision i know other bitcoiners who are in the fence, so they have like working like part-time normal fiat job and not 100% doing Bitcoin. And like, it's hard to quit that job because yeah, it's like easy. You just get your money, you go, I mean, yeah. It's something different if you're like a freelancer and, um, and doing the Bitcoin stuff. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's uh, it's it's uh, it's so much nicer to do this instead the boring other job. In hindsight, it was boring after a time. <laughs> and the good news is that right now is the demand for work in the Bitcoin space is higher than it was four years ago, and it's likely that as the space expands and you have more projects, you're going to find even more jobs. Yeah yeah yeah. It seems to be still steady growing even if we have a bear market. Yeah. Actually, this is the best time to get a job because you prove that you're committed to the project. Everyone wants to get a job when the price is high. That's true. But they leave pretty fast. They're going to become disillusioned. They're going to realize, okay, we did not do according to the stock to flow chart. We did not go to the moon <laughs> or whatever. We have to build, we have to develop, and that's for the strong people, the ones who really understand why they're here, have conviction in the project, and they yeah, have yeah. a good idea of what they want to do next. All the other ones yeah. who are just wandering around trying to figure out how they can make some money here, they're going to leave the moment when they realize that it, there's not much money to be made anymore. So they're going back to their fiat job. Maybe they're, they will be back in 2025 or something. <laughs> we will yeah. still be here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the true interesting jobs maybe are in the to to find in the bear market. Yeah. That's also the com companies who have the foresight to to do something at that point. I mean, Mempool Space is the same. It's like uh we steady work on it. Doesn't matter what the price of Bitcoin is. Sure. It, matters how many people <laughs> access the site if if there is some movement then then the mempool gets fuller and then more people look at it so it's like <laughs> uh somehow connected yeah so and yeah you, you clearly see uh if uh, if the mempool is empty there's not so it's not so interesting at least the mempool part to look on the site if if it's <laughs> always empty more or less but now we have the lightning explorer and that's the next thing and uh, there's 
many things to discover. And there is a lot more to do with mempool, like fee estimation that can be used by different wallet providers to integrate your fee estimation, which apparently is more advanced than Bitcoin Core. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, if it's yeah, I think it it seems to be better. So there 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 are, there could be improvements done with Bitcoin Core. As far as I know, Bitcoin Core is more sophisticated what they're doing. But the problem is, it's basically like figuring out what the next number in a lottery is or so, because you can't predict the future. It's basically figuring out what in the future, which transaction coming in. So, so basically, it's without a time machine, it's not possible, I think. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just, um, it, it could be interesting to even put in something that, uh, what I figured out for myself is if I want to open or close lightning channels, I'm also doing lightning stuff a little bit, um, is like like doing that on a Saturday in Euro in Europe, like like noonish, or on a Sunday, that's like the perfect time because it's always empty, pretty much. It's like seldom that there is like like something in the mempool. So somehow even like 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 if you are in the week or at the weekend, it's it's uh, clearly different. But it's but you never can be 100% sure what happens. It's just like, like predicting the weather. <laughs> the mempool weather. That's it is. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's better. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it's simpler and it's most of the time works. But I have no idea how it's under the hood working because I'm just running servers. <laughs> I don't know what, uh, what the X-ray happening. But uh, yeah. MZ, how can people follow you and connect your servers and maybe learn how to operate their own servers and become truly sovereign? Um, yeah, the, the, the main thing to find me is at uh, MZ, E-M-Z-Y, at uh, Twitter. That's somehow uh, my DMs are open, so if you have any questions or something... Um, um, as I said, all my inf all my services for for um, for for Bitcoin is running on the mz.de, um, and so <laughs> a page that lists a little bit what I'm doing is donate.mz.de. Thanks. I, I thought I need to have like a good list what I'm doing if somebody actually wants to donate to me. So that's why it's there. So I should make a proper landing page.mz for mz.de. But if you go there, I think you end up on Twitter. <laughs> I don't have a landing page. I should make maybe some. Um, yeah, that's basically it. And, and your other question to run your own uh, node. I'm, uh, I like the Raspberry Blitz project. I'm, I mean... I'm friends with uh, Christian Rutzel and uh, I'm, uh, I saw the project involving, I was a little bit testing, so I'm not, I just like the project. And I think if you really want to like figure out how stuff works, it's like a good starting point. You get something that is running, but you need to uh, maybe go to, to like open a console window and do SSH into the Raspberry Pi and figuring stuff out if you want to do more advanced stuff but it's like prepared for that to do so if you want to try out uh, for example whatever BTC pay server you click the button it's installed but then if you want to do something custom you can do because it's it's uh, simply but it helps you the first steps so you don't need to like 
have a blank server and then install something. So now you have like, so so you're a little bit crept on your hands. And and the community is awesome. I mean, open open noms. He's just 24-7 at the Telegram channel and answers questions. It's like, I don't know. He's I, like a I robot. can attest to that. He helped me a few times. I was surprised at how fast he responded. It's, and he always knew what the problem was. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. So that's amazing if you want to. If you just want to run a note that maybe, I don't know. But if you want to like learn something, I think it's, it's an awesome starting point. And you run your own node, and you can run your own mempool space and your own Electrum server and everything with the project. And you, you can build it yourself. You don't need to buy it. You can, there's like a list from stuff that you need, like a Raspberry Pi and maybe a display and uh, SSD, and that's all. And then yeah, I, I just had an interview with someone before this, and he told me that he doesn't believe that the future of finance is going to be built on Raspberry Pis run from home. Do do you think it's otherwise, and this is actually the future? Maybe Raspberry Pis are gonna get a lot more powerful. Maybe we learn how to do management a lot better. That's not an easy question. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I get the point that that's not for uh, mass adoption or so. I not see everyone runs their own node. But this Uncle Jim model is maybe something. You know somebody who is technically a little bit better than you and you're trusting them running something for you and you share using it, something like that maybe. But I'm amazed about all the Raspberry Pi projects, node projects, all of them, because this is what you, what you want. I, I, I mean, this would be the awesome outcome in the end if you really have something run so you run your own infrastructure for bitcoin basically that's and and the projects are like you 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 connect your mobile to your own node and i think this is like a, that's a, that's an awesome combination i mean you have your node all the time running and it does the lightning stuff for example for you and you have a control interface on on a phone and if that gets even slicker I, I think that's awesome. I would like that it ends like that, but I'm, you, you never know what's, what's in the future, but it's there. And it seems to be that it's like, like, a, like a huge sum of people who are running it already. So maybe, maybe it's, uh, yeah, maybe it's something. But, but always, if, if somebody asks me, oh, I'm starting with Lightning and I want to try it out, I'm not saying, oh, you need to set up your own node. That's like, the, like, like use some of the wallets that, that are non-custodial. There are non-custodial Bitcoin Lightning wallets that you can use on your phone. Okay, it's not 100%, so some part of the infrastructure is run by, by the wallet provider. But you can try it out, and it instantly works. The, the two of them are Phoenix and Breeze, right? Yeah. And there's also Moon, I think. Mm -hmm. These three are the non-custodial uh, lightning wallets. And just try it out. Instead, make like a big hurdle that you must overcome before even trying it out. I mean, what? No. <laughs> just try it out. And if, you, if you're saying, OK, this is not enough, I want to do more, then you can go to your own node. Yeah. It's not really decentralized unless you can participate. Exactly, yeah. I like the example with email. So 
everyone can I run my own email server. So if you send me at mz.de, that's my server. But many, many, many are just fine with Google Mail and Google Managers, but you can. So that's like the thing. You can run your own infrastructure. You don't need to. And maybe it's just easier, like email provider, just choose some. But there are like privacy email providers that are big. And it could be an, uh, the same on, uh, on Bitcoin that you have like some major provider that's just like many people are there, like Gmail. Uh, but then there are like like privacy enhanced providers, uh, which other and they're free to use the same network. It's an open network. Like Bitcoin is a is a networking standard. It's not a product or not a, a, a company or something. Like like having a network protocol that you can like Lightning, that you can you can even do your own implementation if you're going crazy, and. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Spend two or three years of your life writing <laughs> something so you can receive emails in a way that you don't have to trust somebody else. Yeah. 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 Sure. You can. Uh, I mean, there are examples out in the world of people who did that. And maybe on. on, on, on um, I mean, for, for Lightning, it will get easier because there's this um, uh, LDK where it's basically a library. Uh, so that's Lightning Development Kit. Yeah. And it seems to be pretty close to ready that you can, can use that. There's even like in Blue Wallet, it's a secret feature where you can already use it. You know of that? No, I don't. <laughs> Normally, if you use Blue Wallet on your phone it's and you use the Lightning part, it's custodial. So they run the node, everything for you. You can con connect your own, but okay. But also, if you uh, press the plus sign and make a new wallet, and you ch you press 10 times on, on Lightning, then an additional option, LDK, comes up. <laughs> I haven't tried it, and it's like, don't use it for... Uh, Real funds? I don't know. That's so like it's a, like secretly. It's hidden. like a video game cheat code. You have to press ten times. Yeah. It's like in the nineties when you'd go into the options and play a few sounds a few times, and you would unlock something else in the menu. But that shows at some point. I mean, it's already integrated, so at some point it's good enough that it's ready that you can use it. I'm pretty sure you shouldn't have uh, put like a huge amount of sums on the in this LDK implementation issue. There's like a reason why it's hidden, <laughs> but it's there. So, so somebody asked me and said, oh, the LDK, is any wallet uh, uh, using it? And I asked, do you use Blue Wallet? Yes. And then, oh, okay. It's there. there. <laughs> it is? Yeah. So it's coming. So then, yeah. Thank you very much, MZ, both for the interview and for the infrastructure that you provide for everyone to use. Yeah. And You're welcome. Everyone. Keep us updated with what you're up to. I will see. <laughs> Are you concerned that your friends, neighbors, or KYC exchange might know how much Bitcoin you own? It is time to take your financial privacy seriously with Wasabi Wallet a free and open source wallet solution which makes use of mega coin joins to mix your coins with those of hundreds of other strangers. 
Thanks to the groundbreaking Wabi Sabi engine, your coins get divided in smaller untraceable units, which grants you great anonymity for both huddling and spending. Download Wasabi Wallet 2.0 today at wasabiwallet.io and take advantage of the mega coin joins. It's free and it's open source, so don't trust Verify. CryptoSteel are innovators in Bitcoin cold storage. Back in 2013, they launched the CryptoSteel cassette, which made it easy to back up your seed phrase, passphrase, or any other form of private key on the sturdy metal which resists water, fire, and earthquakes. Today, CryptoSteel offers the Mother Load, an all-in-one box which endows you with everything you need to become financially sovereign. Inside of the Mother Load, you get a CryptoSteel capsule and a hardware wallet of your choice. All CryptoSteel products are engineered and manufactured in Poland. Order your CryptoSteel metal backup system today on CryptoSteel.com and use promo code BTCTKVR at checkout for a 10% discount on your first order. CryptoSteel, secure your wallet seed phrase. Are you a writer, photographer, musician, or video creator who's trying to generate some revenue? Bumby is the Bitcoin way to monetize your content. It's more censorship resistant than any other platform of its kind with a low and flat one-time fee of 10%. Bumby is as easy to use as any social media mobile application. Sign up today at Bumby.com and subscribe for free to the Bitcoin Takeover account to get access to some time-exclusive content. If you are monetizing your creativity, why not get paid in Bitcoin for it? Bumby.com, the Bitcoin way to monetize your content. Shopping with your Bitcoin on the internet is easy. Shopinbit is Europe's biggest Bitcoin store with over 800,000 products, ranging from Bitcoin books, toothpaste, mobile phones, computers, and watches. This month, I bought a Nintendo Game & Watch console with the classic Legend of Zelda and it arrived in only 5 working days. And if you can't find what you're looking for, Shop&Bit has got you covered. Their concierge service will get you anything and ship it worldwide. Additionally, they also have a travel hacking service that can get you the best deals on all things travel, flights, hotels, and more. For business and for vacations. Bitcoin Takeover listeners get a nice discount, of course. Use code BTCTKVR on your first order for a one-time 5 euro discount. For more details, go to shopinbit.com. Shopinbit, Europe's biggest Bitcoin store.